Christmas recipes. What's cooking for Christmas, y'all? What's cooking? Well, I love to eat. And I, I, I mean, like, and I should be working out more, but it's holiday season. December is a month of eating. I'm going to work out in January. I've got the whole lineup of what I'm going to do, lose some weight. But how many know, how many y'all know when it's like Thanksgiving, Christmas time, it's a time to eat and just eat, you know, just have, have a good time, eat some food, holiday treats, ham, turkey, chicken, mashed potatoes, corn casserole, pies, brownies, chocolate chip cookies. Am I speaking anybody's love language right now? You know, God loves to eat and God talked about food all the time. Did you know God created food? He created the whole idea of eating. This is like a spiritual thing. Food is God's idea. In fact, the first chapter of the Bible, one of the first things God says to man is, here's what you should eat and here's what you shouldn't eat. I have made this food for you to eat. God created feasts throughout the Bible. He had the Feast of Tabernacles, the Feast of Hanukkah. Uh, he had all kinds of different feasts that he was telling people, get together and eat food, eat the right food, and this food is gonna help you. And so David was someone in the Bible who talked about food, and he talked about God in a way of food, and this was in Psalm 107, verse nine. David said this, that the Lord satisfies the thirsty, and he fills the hungry with good things. God is a good chef. He's the master chef. He gives you good food. When you're hungry, God's gonna fill you with the good stuff. And then Jesus said this. He kind of related us to food too. He called us food. In Matthew chapter five, verse 13, the message version, Jesus said this. Let me tell you why you're here. Let me tell you why you're at church, why you believe in God, why you're a Christian, why you are here on this earth. You are here to be salt seasoning. I got some salt somewhere around here. And he says, you're here to be salt seasoning. How many of y'all know salt makes everything taste better? I like salt on my French fries. I can't eat my French fries unless there's salt on there. I like salt on my chicken, salt on my steak. Some of y'all are like, that's bad, bro. You eat a lot of salt. I know, but it just it makes things taste better. And Jesus said, you're here to be salt seasoning, bringing out the God flavors of this earth. You and I are meant to make things taste better. We're meant to make the world taste better. We're meant to make our families taste better. Y'all are like, wait, someone eating our family? We're here to bring the flavor of God into the world. And he says, if you lose your saltiness, if you lose your saltiness, everybody say, stay salty. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? And a lot of times we think of the word godliness as like some sort of good behavior. And that's a result of godliness, but that's not godliness. Godliness is a focus and the goodness and all the greatness of who God is in our lives and through our lives in this world. And did you know that John in the Bible, he summed up God with one word, God is love. So maybe Jesus was saying, when you lose your love, how are people supposed to experience God? this Christmas? How are people supposed to believe in what you believe in or even feel like it's real? And so saltiness is really about showing people who God is and what is God? God is love. I want to talk to you today about the perfect recipe for Christmas. God's perfect recipe for you to have a good Christmas. And Christmas brings up a lot of emotions. Some of you in this room 
Christmas is a tough time. Maybe because you lost someone you loved or maybe because uh, you grew up in a home where Christmas was just tough. You, you guys didn't celebrate it or you, your parents divorced or maybe something bad happened around Christmas time and this season is tough. For some of you in this room, Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year. You're happy, you're joyful, you're excited. But we gotta be careful that we bring the right ingredients to Christmas because one wrong ingredient can throw off the whole dish. Am I right? I mean, if you're cooking out there, all the cooks, raise your hand again. You guys know this, that it's all about the right ingredients with the right amount to make something that everybody loves. You gotta eat whatever you bring to the table. And you don't wanna just be the only one who likes it, you want everyone else to enjoy it. I was watching a food channel the other day. Anybody watch the food channel? Watch, you know, I love that. I love just flipping through there and I'm like, oh, that looks good. I wish I knew how to make that. But I was watching the chef and he was talking about how when he prepares food, that he, he makes sure that he's not stressed. He makes sure that he has a positive attitude. He makes sure that whatever he's gonna do, that he has the right ingredients. And he was talking about it and I was so intrigued. And not because I'm a cook, not because I'm a chef, but I am a spiritual chef. Every week I'm preparing a message and I have to make sure that I get the right stuff in there, the right ingredients, leave the wrong ingredients out because one wrong ingredient can spoil what God wants to bring to you. And every week we're eating from God's word, right? I mean, this word is, is like food to us. David said, this is like honey. This is, this is the good stuff right here. Jesus says, I'm the bread of life. And so when I prepare a message, I have to make sure that I leave the wrong ingredients out. And I want to talk to you just for a moment about what to leave out this Christmas, because this isn't just for pastors. This isn't just for cooks, chefs, preachers. This is for moms, dads, college students, singles, married couples, grandparents. Be careful what you bring into Christmas. Be careful what you bring, not just into Christmas, but every day of the year. Because this week is a week that we want to enjoy, but how many of y'all know every week is a week we want to enjoy? Every day is a day we want to make the most of, and there's certain ingredients that are going to help you to have the best Christmas ever. So before we get to what those ingredients are, let's talk about what to leave out this Christmas. And, and let me just say this. I was looking up on the Food Network, and I, I looked up this, this thing. They had 100 of the best cooking tips for people that love to cook, and the first point they said is it's all about the prep work. They said, you gotta make sure that you put enough prep in either the night before or the day before. So here's what we're doing this week. We're putting in some preparation. We're getting in the word. We're finding out what should we do this week to have the best week yet. And then another cook said this. This was Guy Fieri. This guy's a little crazy. He says, brine, baby, brine. The secret to a super flavor is great brining. I don't even know what brining is. I had to look up what brining is. Does anybody else not know what brining is? Brining is to soak something in the right flavor, the right spices, the right seasoning, the right salt, so that way when you put it in the oven or you cook it or whatever you do, that it comes out and it tastes perfect, that you get that super flavor. So what we wanna do is leave the wrong stuff out. And the first ingredient today that I wanna make sure we leave out is this right here. I'll put it over here. Here it is. Stress, stress, it's one of those things, and man, I love butter. I wish we didn't put stress on butter, but it's all good. Stress is one of those things that we don't wanna bring into Christmas. How many of y'all know Christmas season can be stressful for a lot of people? Okay, all the real people raise their hands. Everybody else, you have a perfect life, and we love you. 
but stress is a tough thing. It comes at Christians and non-Christians. In fact, uh, in America alone, listen to this, 25 million Americans have high blood pressure because of stress. Eight million Americans suffer stomach ulcers every week because of stress. 112 million people in America take medication because of stress-related symptoms. Stress is killing people. And did you know that we have a choice of whether we're gonna stress or not stress? We have a choice. We don't have to accept stress. Even though it might come, we can get rid of it. We can throw it away. First Peter chapter five, verse seven says, cast your cares, your worries, your stress on the Lord. He cares for you. I remember one Christmas, my dad was in the kitchen and he wanted to make something for our whole family. And uh, he, when, when he was younger in college, him and my mom, they used to go out around ORU, Oral Roberts University, and they would go and pick up nuts and they would eat nuts. This was like something they did to just, you know, get to know each other. And, and they love nuts. They still love nuts. They attract nuts. This church attracts nuts. We're all a little nutty. That's why you come here. Come on, give it up for the nuts. Come on, somebody. So my dad, this one Christmas, y'all like, should I be excited about that? You guys are fabulous. This is the best church in the world. I love y'all. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else on a snowy day or on a Christmas day. You guys are incredible. I love y'all. But this one, this one Christmas time, my dad was like, I'm going to make some nuts for the family. So he went through our neighborhood. He's collecting, you know, all kinds of different nuts. He goes into the kitchen. He puts them on a pan. He, he wanted to live out that Christmas song, chestnuts roasting on an open fire. But he wanted to put the chestnuts in the oven. So he puts the nuts in there and he forgets that they're in the oven. <laughs> and we're sitting in the living room. We're watching a movie, North Avenue Regulars. Come on, somebody. It's an old Disney flick. If you ain't seen it, you need to find it somewhere. So we're sitting in the living room. We're watching this movie. And all of a sudden we smell smoke. And we're like, what's going on? And my dad runs into the kitchen, opens the oven, and the nuts had caught on fire. And he starts screaming, my nuts are on fire. My nuts are on fire. My nuts are on fire. And we, we run in there and we're laughing. We're like, dad, you sound hilarious. Do you know what you're saying right now? And he was like, I'm just, I was trying to make you guys some good nuts. And they caught on fire. And we're like, it's all good. Everybody say, don't stress. Don't worry. Be happy. We have a choice to be happy this Christmas. I remember one year, Ashley and I, we were gonna buy a Christmas tree, a real Christmas tree. Ashley, come up here, why don't you help me tell this story? And uh, we, were, we had grown up in families where, well, I'll let you tell it. Tell them what happened, it was, it was a little stressful. Okay, so yes, sometimes the most joyful seasons can also come with their bags of stress as well. And anyways, and traditions, you know, especially when you get married, he has his traditions. I have my uh, right traditions. And so my traditions it's just, are the best. Yeah. And so anyways, so we, when we moved out of our condo that we lived in, it was time to upgrade our Christmas tree. And we had this bright idea. We thought we'd be ambitious. And we said, let's get a real Christmas tree. I think he grew up with maybe one real Christmas tree. My family, we always had fake ones. I don't know why we thought it was a good idea, but we were like, hey, let's go get a real Christmas tree. It's cute. It's fun. It's our first house. Let's do it. I mean, we you, you go were to the tree farm. That. Yes, I was. I, I was. I was fine. You liked with it. It was a real tree. tree. You planted 16 trees in our backyard. Okay, you I like do real like trees. trees. I do like trees. Okay. <clears throat> 
So anyways, so we decide uh, to, to go get a tree. Uh, and it's real cute and all, but there's a lot that goes into it. How many of you guys got a real tree? Okay, so you gotta go, you gotta go pick it out, and there's just a lot of stuff to do. And so anyways, he thought we could just go in to a shop and just grab a tree. Well, because here's it. my style of shopping, But I had Ash. to get the hold right on, tree. Hold on, hold on. Okay, don't All right. Worry. I like to get in and out. I am a 10-minute shopper max. I want to get in there, get out of there. I don't like spending a long time in the store, shopping, looking around, comparing prices. I'm just like, let's get out of here. Ashley, you like to really take your time, talk to all the employees. I didn't know there was multiple types of trees. I thought there was only one Christmas tree. There's like... She found out there's multiple types. There's fir trees, Fraser trees, all kinds of trees. And she wants to talk to customers to find out which ones they like. And I am getting stressed. Okay, keep going. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, it's okay. That's why the majority of our shopping, instead of make him a shopper, I just say, you know what, you just stay at home. I'll do me. Or you stay in the car. Either one. Uh, anyways, okay, it's just better. So anyways, so we go to our, our first shop, and I'm like, hey, grab it out. You know, shake it out. I need to make sure it's full. Um, no, grab it out, like all the way out. Shake it out. Make sure. And so, yeah, he's getting frustrated. We forgot his snack, so he's a little hangry. And okay, so, don't, anyway. don't make me sound like I'm a little boy. I wasn't like... I'm just saying, <sighs> boys will be boys. All right. Okay, and so we all get hangry a little bit. Anyway, so... So, anyways, so every year at Christmas, okay, wait, so yeah, so it was all cute and stuff. Then we had to, they were busy, and we couldn't tie it, they couldn't help us tie it on the car, so then we had to find stuff to tie it on the car, and then you got to bring it in, all right? And then, if you've ever, like, gotten a little disagreement about hanging a picture straight on the wall, you just wait till you got to put a real tree in the stand and make sure it's straight. You got to pray and fast to keep your marriage. Anyways, I'm just kidding. Okay. So we, we were making sure that it was, it was straight, no this way, this way, and then obviously straight. There's different definitions. And so, you know, we had to get it all. So there was a lot. And then, and then, and then we had, seriously, we had all the tree, all the ornaments. And um, somebody made the wrong move. And, um, and anyways, the tree falls on the ground. And I didn't know they were my favorite Christmas ornaments, but my favorite Christmas ornaments broke, and it was really sad. And so there was, so we've learned every single year, we're like, okay, if we're gonna keep peace, then we've gotta have pep talks before we go look for our Christmas tree. Otherwise, we're gonna get a fake Christmas tree. We both really like the idea of the real Christmas tree, so we're like, let's have pep talks. So every year, we've talked about it, and we've said, in this last year, we did, we, I think we did the best. Yes, we've said, we did. We I said, hey, out. Paul, you know what? You know our Christmas tree thing. That means we might go. If Lowe's doesn't have the one we want, that means we might go to Home Depot. And if Home Depot doesn't have the one we want, we might go to the tree farm. Just be chill or you're going back home. I want your help, but just be chill. I got your snacks in my pocket. All right, go sit down. Um, this is enough. Good. I got to go on with anyway, my sermon. We got Stop. a great I love Christmas you. tree this All right. High five. Good job, Ashley. Give it up. Everybody say, don't stress. All right, so, but here's the deal. Listen, we have a choice. <laughs> Making me sound like I, I'm all these, I need all these snacks. I don't need snacks. I'm all good, all right? But most of the stuff we stress about or get uh, upset about, how many know when you're stressed, you're mean? 
Anybody, just be real. Like, when you're stressed, you're impatient, you're a jerk to people sometimes. And um, this Christmas, you know what God spoke to me? I know this is going to sound like just really blunt, but God just said to me, tell the church to don't be a jerk this week. Just be nice to people. And uh, some of y'all are like, I can't believe he just said that. But the truth is, some of you need to hear that. And I need to hear that sometimes. Because when we're stressed, we get impatient, and we're not nice. And did you know that, that, that Jesus, the flavor that Jesus brought that was different than everybody else, and the salt that he wants us to have is a flavor of kindness. And that only comes when we choose not to let stress get the best of us. The second ingredient that we want to leave out this year is an ingredient called selfishness. Making Christmas all about you. Making sure that everybody does what you want them to do. Expecting everyone to be perfect and trying to uh, uh, have everything go according to your plans. And you know what Paul said about selfishness? Not me. I'm not speaking to third person. Paul in the Bible, Philippians chapter 2, verse 3, he said, this is really plain. Don't be selfish. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others better than yourself. In other words, make Christmas about who it's really about. Jesus. It's not about you. And so if things don't go your way this week, if you don't get the gift you wanted to get, if not all the family members show up, if somebody comes late or somebody messes up a dish, don't get all selfish and throw a pity party and make it all about you. Put the focus back on who Christmas is really about. It's about Jesus. And Paul goes on to say this in verse four. He says, don't just look out for your own interests, but look out for others' interests too. You know, one of the best ways that we can get rid of selfishness is just being generous. Doing something for someone who could never pay you back. Serve this week. Serve your family. And don't serve with strings attached. Serve and give this week. Maybe, maybe when the offering came by, you thought, you know what? I'm not gonna give this week. I don't have something to give. But what if this week you thought of a way that you could give out and just be selfless and say, you know what, I'm gonna help someone else in need. I'm telling you, that's the recipe for the right Christmas. Selfishness is a recipe for disaster. You're gonna be disappointed if you make Christmas all about you. The next ingredient we wanna leave out is an ingredient called comparison. Now, we put all of these titles on some of the best food, but that's okay. We're gonna get rid of comparison this Christmas. You know what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 7, verse 17? He said, stop wishing you were with someone else, someplace else, doing something else. Where you are right now is God's place for you. And for those that are watching online, where you are right now is God's place for you. Stop comparing where you're at. Maybe your friends are having Christmas in Paris. And maybe you're having Christmas in Paris, Texas. Maybe your friends are in Branson. And maybe you're here in Tulsa at Victory on Christmas Day with me. Come on, someone. We're going to have a good time next Sunday. You know what? I remember my first Christmas when my dad had passed away. He passed away the week of Thanksgiving. And that Christmas, I was looking at an empty chair in the room, a chair that he used to sit at. I remember thinking, man, I wish he was here. It was hard for me to enjoy Christmas. It was hard for me to be happy, to have peace. I was comparing that year to years prior, years where he was around. Some of you in this room, you're comparing this year to years in the past. You're comparing this Christmas to other people's Christmases. Maybe you're here this year and you're divorced this year. Or maybe you're single. Maybe you're married but you don't have children yet. Maybe you do have children and you wish you didn't have children. Maybe you're here today and you wish your children were coming home for Christmas like one of your other friends, their, their kids are coming home. But the main point is this, we have a lot more to be thankful for than we do to complain about. 
We have a lot more to be grateful for than we do to compare where we wish we were or what we wish we were doing or who we wish we were with. Let's leave comparison out of the recipe this Christmas. And this is what he says. He says, live and obey and love and believe right where God has you. God, not your marital status, defines your life. That's a good word right there. You know, another thing we need to leave out is bitterness. I've got some bitterness up here. I got some mustard bitterness up here. You know, a lot of people at Christmas time, they're bitter. They're offended at family members. They're holding grudges from 20 years ago. And we got a list of each other's wrongs. This is what you did last year. This is what you did 10 years ago. Every year you do the same thing and you always hurt our family's feelings. And as long as we have bitterness, man, we're gonna throw off Christmas. We're gonna miss out the whole message of Christmas. It's about love. And you can't have love when you're carrying bitterness in your heart. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Come on, somebody. Another thing we wanna leave out this Christmas is a checked out attitude. Some of us are on our phones the whole time when family members are around. We're on our laptops. We're glued to the television. I don't wanna look at my family. I'm watching football right now. I don't care what they're talking about. I'm on Facebook right now. What if this year we decided to be present? Instead of just bringing presents, we decided to be present. Instead of being checked out at Christmas time, not watching our, our family, not listening to them, what if we just tuned in and said, you matter more than my phone matters. I'm gonna set my phone down and I'm gonna look my family in the eyes. Man, some of you kids out there, that's the gift that your parents are wanting from you. They don't want a, 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 a new grill. They, some of them do. They don't want something new in the kitchen. They don't want a new toy. They just want you to be present. They just want you to look at them, talk to them, be engaged this Christmas. Stop checking out when you're around each other. And even to the parents in the room, Oftentimes, as kids, we just want to be together with each other. We want to hang out, spend time with each other. Let's leave that checked out attitude in the cabinet. Let's not bring it out this Christmas. Amen? Amen. Last ingredient to not bring to Christmas is a critical attitude. A critical attitude. Finding fault with yourself and with others is going to make Christmas so tough on you and everyone else. God didn't put us on this earth to be a critic towards everyone and everything and ourselves. God didn't place you on this earth to find out how to fix your family members, how to make your perfect Christmas. You're not the savior of Christmas. Jesus is. Only he can fix your spouse. You can't. We got to stop that critical spirit. You know, I was thinking about this story I heard, this woman who... She was always in her kitchen, looking out her kitchen window. She had her dishwasher right here, her sink right here. And she would be looking out the window that faced her neighbor's backyard. Her neighbors would be hanging up clothes on a clothesline to be dried that they had just washed. And she was always talking to her husband. Man, our neighbor's clothes are so dirty. They don't wash them very well. Look at all the stains and the mud and the dirt. They got to learn how to wash their clothes. They need to get a new washing machine. What is wrong with them? Day after day, this woman in her kitchen complaining about her neighbor's clothes in the backyard. And one day she came downstairs. She looked out her window and she said, honey, you wouldn't believe it. Our neighbors have finally cleaned their clothes right. I mean, they're, they're spotless. They look so good. And the husband started laughing. He said, no, honey, it's just that I finally washed our windows. And some of you in this room, you need to wash your windows because you're looking out dirty windows and right here, your eyes are dirty and you see what's wrong with the world. 
You see what's wrong with your church. You see what's wrong with your spouse. You see what's wrong with your kids. You see what's wrong with your parents. You see what's wrong with your friends and, and you're critical. And it could be that it's not them that has all the faults. Maybe it's just you need to wash your windows. You need to clean your eyes a little bit and realize there's a lot more to celebrate about your family than there is to criticize about your family. There's a lot more to celebrate about where you're at, where you work, who you're with, the church you go to, the pastor you're listening to. There's a lot more to celebrate than there is to criticize. Come on, somebody. So I need some help. Can someone go and put these in the, in the cabinet for me? Uh, John or AJ, come on up here. Ashley, put these away. We don't need this stuff. Say, get rid of that stuff. I want to pull out the right ingredients, and that's what I want to end with today. The right ingredients is right down here. Give my brother a big hand as he's pulling this stuff out of the way. What a great servant leader. Man, Mr. H, you do a great job. <laughs> don't bring that out for Christmas, though, bro. We don't need that. What should we bring this year? What should we have at Christmas time? What's the right ingredients? What's the right recipe to have the best Christmas yet. How many of y'all want to have your best Christmas yet? Some of y'all in this room, you're like, I don't even know if that's possible, Paul, because every Christmas is tough. Every Christmas, I think about what happened as a kid. I think about what I walked through, my family. Every year around this time, it's, it's tough on me. I think about where I wish I would be or what I wish I grew up with. Or, but you know what? No matter what's happened in the past, you can't change the past. But you can change today, this week. You can prepare to have your best week yet. Not just your best Christmas, but every day of the year, God wants you to have the best day ever. And you know, one of the best ways to have the best day is to start off with an ingredient called prayer. Prayer gets you in the right attitude. Prayer gets you focused on what you need to focus on. Prayer helps you to cut out the distractions. Prayer goes a long way. I pray before every meal that I eat. Some people think it's religious. But for me, it's just a remembrance that, man, God, you're the one that helped provide the way that I could eat today. Without you, I wouldn't get to eat today. Some of us, we spend very little time praying, and we wonder why our lives are such a mess. We wonder why we're so stressed. We wonder why we're so unhappy, why we're not fulfilled, why we feel sometimes just angry at people. Prayer helps get us in a place of walking in love with our friends and our family. Jesus told his disciples, I have food that you don't even know about. They were like, what? Jesus has a secret restaurant. Where is it? And what it was is Jesus was talking about his time with his father. His time by pulling away from the disciples and spending time in prayer. That was food for him. The next one is the word of God. You want to have a great week this week? Man, get the word of God inside of you. Jesus said in John chapter 6, I am the bread of life. Before we sit down with our families and eat the food we're going to eat this week, let's eat the word of God. David said, taste and see that the Lord is good. It's like honey on my lips. Man, I know this, that when I'm in the word, I have a different attitude with my wife, with my kids. You know, on our Victory app, you can download it. Uh, online for free and we have the Bible right there we have our daily Bible reading plan you can listen to it or read it right on your smartphone I do this every day driving to work I will just listen to the Bible just letting that word sit in us some of us we listen to talk radio we listen to the news we listen to podcasts from everybody but we spend very little time listening to the Bible 
Just getting the word inside of us, listening to 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Philippians, Ephesians, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, all the great books in the Bible to let the words of Jesus permeate, saturate, get that brining in, brine, baby, brine, saturating in the word of God. See, when I get the word inside of me, I'm a different person around my family. It's the right ingredient. The next one is joy. Come on, I got some chocolate chips with me right here. Joy, have fun this week. Laugh this week. Smile this week. Man, bring some chocolate chip cookies this week into Christmas. Some of you guys are all about the gluten-free stuff. You just need to let loose this week. Have some fun, man. Eat some desserts. This week, choose to be joyful. Did you know joy is a choice? Abraham Lincoln said, most people are as happy as they've decided to be. In other words, you get to choose whether you're going to be happy or sad. Some of y'all say, well, I am joyful. Well, you just need to tell your face that you're joyful. Because I can't tell sometimes when I'm preaching to you. Someday we're just going to put your faces on the screen instead of my face so you can see what you look like. I love you. You look beautiful. You know, but sometimes we got to just remind our face to just smile. Some of us look like the book of Lamentations. <laughs> hey, this week... Carry joy into your house. Laugh. Relax. Don't be stressed. Just smile. Jesus said in John 16, 22, the joy that I give you, no one can take it away from you. The world can't rob you of the joy that God's given you. So no matter what present you get, no matter if you mess up Christmas with your cooking, no matter if your family members show up two hours late, how many of you guys have late family members that just ruin Christmas by showing up so late? This year, they don't have to ruin it. This year, they don't have to ruin your joy. This year, your work doesn't have to ruin your joy. See, but Paul, I've got to work on Christmas Eve. Yeah, but you don't have to let that steal your joy. Paul, I don't get to go out of town this Christmas. I don't get to go on vacation financially. We can't afford it, and it just kills my happiness. No, 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 it can't. The only way you can lose your joy is if you give it away. Satan is not strong enough to steal your joy. Circumstances are not strong enough to defeat the joy of the Lord. Paul talked about joy when he was in prison. He talked about joy when he was sitting in sewage. We have a choice this week, no matter who we're with, whether we're single or married, maybe you're international and you don't get to go home for Christmas and you're all by yourself, you can still have the joy of the Lord because Emmanuel, God is with us. He is with you. You are not alone. You are not alone. God is with you and he's for you and he loves you. So choose joy and, and smile this week. People will feel your joy. They'll feel approachable. In fact, smiling adds to your face value. People feel like they can come to you and talk to you, that you're not mad at them. Next thing this week, we want to bring love. Love. Come on. That's a good ingredient right there. Some of y'all need some more love. Just receive the love of God. He loves you so much. He loves you. You know, this, and, and I love that we put love over cane sugar. I love cane sugar. <laughs> Yummy. I'm going to eat some sugar later tonight. But listen, you know what sugar does? Sugar makes everything taste better. Come on, somebody. Sugar makes everything taste better. Some of y'all need to get your sweetness back. You're not sweet. You're just edgy. You're on edge. Even right now, you're sitting in church and you're on edge with me. You're looking at the clock the whole time. When is he going to let us out of here? I just want to scream at my family right now. I just want to punch the preacher right now. We've already seen that here. We don't need to see that again. 
Besides, I may not respond the way my dad did. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hey, just chill out, bro. Just chill out. Some of y'all are just hangry right now. You're so hungry. You're mean. You need the love of God. 1 Corinthians 13 says, love is patient. This Christmas, add a little love to whatever you're cooking. Just mix it in there. Some TLC, tender love and care. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious. Love is not jealous. Love is not rude. Love is not easily irritated. Love keeps no record of being wrong. Love is not me first. Love doesn't fly off the handle when people get uh, late or do something wrong when your plans change. Some of us are putting pressure on everybody to do things according to our plans. And sometimes you just need to let go of the remote control. Just be nice this week. Be nice. Be nice. And not just for others' sake, but for your sake. It'll cause your blood pressure to go down. It'll cause you to enjoy your life. Yesterday at the Dream Center, I watched this woman. And man, I was about to cry. She was smiling. She was so sweet. She was worshiping Jesus. Pastor Wendell was preaching. And I could tell some people were upset. They just wanted to get their ham, get their toy, get out of there. It was cold. I mean, it was... I think below 30 degrees yesterday, and it's a little warmer today, eight degrees outside, but they were there. They were there. Hey, even though it's cold out there, it's hot in here. The fire keeps on burning at Victory. But this woman, she was smiling. She came up to me afterwards. Thank you so much. This is so awesome. She was like a sunflower blooming in the midst of thorns and thistles. Wherever you work, wherever you live, whatever you're doing, whoever you're with, Choose to be a sunflower. Bloom where you're at. Bloom where you're planted. Let love just flow out of you. Permeate. Brine, baby, brine. Saturate. Soak your attitude in the love of God this week. And last but not least, peace. Let the peace that passes all understanding guard your hearts and your minds this week. Let these ingredients get in your family. Start off tomorrow with prayer. Monday motivation, pray. Monday motivation, get in the Word. Get some joy this week. You say, Paul, how do I get it? Where do I go? Where are they selling it? It's available every day. All you got to do is just say, Lord, I receive joy today. Lord, I choose to rejoice no matter what I'm doing. I'm going to make the most. Ephesians 5.16 says, make the most of wherever you're at. Make the most with your family. Love. Where do you get love? Where are they selling love? You get to choose it every day. It's been given from God. He first loved us, and now we, in response, can love him and love others. Peace. Peace. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, the message version says it like this. Are you tired? Anybody tired today? Worn out? Anybody worn out this week? Burned out on religion? Anybody burned out on religion? Jesus says, come to me. Get away with me. And you'll recover your life this Christmas. I'll show you how to take a real rest this Christmas. Walk with me this Christmas. Work with me this Christmas. Stay in the kitchen this Christmas. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace this Christmas. You know the best way to not be stressed this week, to not get upset, to not be bitter, to not be offended, is just to watch God, trust God. Peace comes when we believe God is working behind the scenes. He cares about the details of my life. 
He loves me. He's for me. He's with me. He's in me. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Why don't you stand up on your feet this morning all across this room? What's cooking for Christmas? This week, make a decision. Here, those that are watching online, make a decision that you're going to let all these ingredients get in there. You're going to let the love of God just wash over you. Wash over your attitude. Wash over your words. Some of us in this room, we have a hard time speaking kind words. Jesus said, the words that come out of your mouth are the result of what you've been filling your heart up with. Your heart is like an oven. It's cooking. Your mouth is when you open it up. Make sure that you're cooking the right stuff in there. Let go of any hostility towards people, towards yourself. Stop putting yourself down. Don't bring shame into Christmas this week. Moms, dads, you're amazing. Sons, daughters, you're amazing. You're doing a great job. I think you're some of the most fabulous people in the world. Just remind yourself this week, I'm not a mistake. I'm not an accident. And I'm not a regret. And I'm not going to walk around just beating myself up. I'm going to be at peace on the inside. I'm going to be at peace towards my family members. I'm going to be at peace with the season of life that I'm in. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if you say, I need that peace, I want you to just raise your hand today. I need some peace right now in my life. Hands going up all over this room from the front to the back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, 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 yes. Say, I need peace in my marriage, peace in my family. I need peace with my dad, between me and my son, between me and my daughter. I need peace. I need forgiveness. I need to let go of some wounds. I'm, I'm holding on to some stuff. And Paul, as you've been talking, I don't want to bring bitterness into the mix this Christmas. I need to forgive some people who've hurt me, who've betrayed me, who've done some wrong things to me. All over this room, if that's you, just raise your hand. I'm choosing to forgive today. I'm choosing to let it go. Doesn't make what they did okay. It just means that you're not going to mix it in your heart today. You're choosing to move forward. Maybe you're here today and you say, Paul, things aren't right between me and God. Maybe they were at one time, but maybe you've walked away. Maybe you've been in sin. And today, if you're really honest, you say, Jesus is not truly Lord of my life, my heart, but I want him to be today. I want to leave today knowing that I've made Jesus Lord, King of my heart, and I've repented of my sins and I've received his forgiveness. If that's you, just raise your hand today. Today is your day to do it. Receive him as Lord and Savior. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, 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 yes. If you raised your hands for any of those things that I just asked, would you just leave your seat? Come and meet me at this altar right now. Just step on down here. I want to pray with you. I want our pastors to pray with you. I want our team members to pray with you. Come on, keep coming. Many of you raised your hands. You're saying, I need peace this Christmas. I need joy this Christmas. I need joy. I need to get my joy back. Maybe the devil's just been trying to bring depression into your heart. Maybe the devil's just been trying to bring oppression into your family. Maybe you lost someone you loved. It's been hard to smile. But this Christmas, you're saying, Lord, I'm asking you to bring joy back to my life. Bring joy back to my family. Bring peace where it seems like there's chaos everywhere, where there's reasons to be hostile, reasons to be strifeful, reasons to be argumentative. Lord, this Christmas, I'm letting go of bitterness. I'm letting go of unforgiveness. I'm letting go of the record of wrongs that I've been holding on to against that person who wronged me. In Jesus' name. Maybe you're here right now and stress has been getting the best of you. 
If you've been battling stress and you've been losing sleep, I want you to just leave your seat right now. I feel to pray for anyone right now who's been battling stress at your workplace, stress in your house, stress in your marriage, in your family, in your finances, whatever it is. I just feel in my heart there's people here right now, stress has been eating you alive. And today you need to decide, I am getting rid of that. I am casting my cares on the Lord. He's the only one who can fix that stress problem. Your family can't fix it. Your spouse can't fix it. Your parents can't fix it. Your girlfriend can't fix it. Your boyfriend can't fix it. Only God can fix that. I still feel like maybe there's a few more here today. Maybe you're facing an impossible situation. You need a miracle this week. Maybe you need a miracle in your finances, a miracle in your health, a miracle in your marriage, a miracle in your family. If that's you, just leave your seat. Come and join me at this altar. There is room right here. You say, I need a miracle this week. I need God to do something supernatural. Christmas is a season of miracles. Christmas is where God brought a baby through a virgin named Mary. Christmas is where God gave Zachariah and Elizabeth in their old age a baby, John the Baptist. Christmas is a season of miracles and faith. Right now, if you need a miracle, just step out. Come meet me at this stage right now. I promise we'll dismiss it just a little bit, but I want to give you time to just get down here. Lord, I just pray for every person in this room and every person who's watching online that this Christmas, God, we would bring the right stuff the right stuff into our house, into our hearts, into our minds. God, I pray that we would spend time in your presence, spend time praying, spend time letting the word change our attitudes and our minds and our words and our hearts. God, I pray right now for anyone who's facing a very dire situation that looks impossible. God, I thank you that you're the healer. You're the miracle worker. God, you're the savior. You came from heaven to earth and you changed everything 2,000 years ago. And still today, you're changing lives. So Lord, today we lift up every need to you financially, physically, relationally. And God, we look to you as the healer, as the author of hope and life and love and salvation. And Lord, we ask you to just have your way in our hearts and our lives today. We surrender to you. So just say this prayer with me, Jesus, I'm all yours. I receive you as my Lord and Savior, my Prince of Peace, my everlasting Father, my provider, my shepherd, my protector, my healer. I love you, Lord. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross, raising from the dead being my Lord, my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to pray for everyone real quick before you leave. Lord, I just pray for your peace this week as they go out. Lord, I thank you. This is going to be the best week they've had all year. That whatever 2016 has been for them, this week would be a week marked of love, peace, 
joy, miracles, expectancy, faith. Lord, I thank you for great memories this week being made for families, couples, friends, singles. Lord, I pray this would not be a week of depression. This would not be a week of loneliness. This would not be a week of sadness. But Lord, this would be a week of good news with great joy for all people. For unto us, a Savior is born. And Lord, I thank you that this week our focus would be on you, Jesus. That God, come Christmas Eve, come Christmas Day, we would take the spotlight off of us and put it back on your birth. Happy birthday, Jesus. Thank you for your protection this week and your blessing on every person. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thanks for coming to church today.